Welcome to your new favorite podcast, OMLS, with your host, Aryaman Varma. Here, Aryaman chats with religious leaders, economists, and modern philosophers to help shine a light on the dark corners of economics and religion. So without any further ado, let's kick off this episode. Welcome to OMLAS, the show that dives deep into the world of literature, philosophy, and the complex interplay of ideas that shape our understanding of the world. Today, we embark on a journey into the thought-provoking works of one of contemporary literature's most enigmatic figures, Michel Houellebecq. Houellebecq's novels are known for their unflinching examination of modern society, often cloaked in a veil of pessimism. Today, we'll unravel the layers of his writing, exploring the themes, philosophies, and controversies that have made his work both captivating and contentious. Joining us today is a man who's uh, greatly influenced my time at Eton, Mr. Eric Poole, who brings a wealth of insight into the world of literature and philosophy. Right, to get started then, can you give us a brief overview of who Michel Welbeck is and his significance in contemporary literature? Well, thank you, Ariman, for having me. So, to begin with, I think that Michel Welbeck is probably the most, or if not one of the most influential French writers at the moment. So he um, he actually rose to fame towards the end of the of the 90s uh, with his first book, which was Les Particules Elementaires, sure. which I think in English was translated as Atomized. Sure. And um, he was the first one to write books that were this depressing. <laughs> But the weird thing about Welbeck is that his his novels are very depressing, but they're also very comical and very funny because he his outlook on life and on society and on the fate of Western the Western world is so bleak. And so I think that was something that was very novel and that that explains his his significance in the French contemporary landscape for sure. Sure. So. Of course, as you mentioned, many of his works delve into a sense of like pessimistic pessimism, cultural decay, alienation. But how does he elaborate and how does he portray these themes in his writing? So the typical, that's an interesting question, because the typical Welbeck character, the typical Welbeck narrator is essentially a, a middle class white man usually in his 40s or 50s, uh, so very much at a turning point in their lives. And all of these characters go through an existential crisis in that all of a sudden they start wondering what it is that they are doing because they feel completely alienated from the society they live in. <clears throat> and one of the reasons that they feel alienated is that they basically don't have any values. They don't have any gods that to believe in. Sure. So they live in a world which is completely devoid of values and uh, a world in, in which the only thing that matters is pleasure. Right. And so these characters find themselves in this odd situation wherein essentially they, um, they, 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 are, they are struggling to find meaning in life. Sure, and um, you mentioned um, pleasure. 
So how does Welbeck explore sexuality and relationships in his novels? Well, it's an interesting one because I think he, he's a bit conflicted about it. On the one hand, for him, there is very little hope of achieving happiness in life. Well, I think, I think he's quite clear on that. There is, there is no hope of achieving happiness. <laughs> Sure. But through sexuality and through relationships, you can basically have a glimpse of what happiness is. And to him, this is the highest form of, this is the highest form of happiness that can be achieved in real life, uh, through sex, through basically through sex. But, uh, but even that is ultimately a disappointing um, relation because it is meant it is not meant to last. Sure. And what what like what actually motivated and inspired Welbeck? Well, not inspired actually. Quite the opposite. To have such a pessimistic <laughs> view of the world. Like, well, why why does he have? It? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a really interesting question, and I wish we could have uh, Welbeck. Uh, around for the Frankfurt Society. Maybe you should invite him, you know, try and send him an email. I don't don't really know, to be honest. I know that obviously when you watch interviews of Welbeck, he talks a lot about depression and he suffered himself from depression. Uh, I'm a bit loath to make parallels between the author's life and his work, but it is, but when you look at um, Les Particules Elementaires, uh, which basically follows the trajectories of two brothers who are very different. But one of the brothers has had a very similar life to Welbeck in that Welbeck came from a middle class family. His, his mom was a doctor. His dad was a ski instructor. You know, like pretty, pretty middle class yeah, family. Pretty normal, yeah. Pretty normal. Uh, but his, his parents, he says, that his parents lost interest in him pretty early uh, in their lives. So when he was six, he was basically sent away to his uh, grandparents in France. Right. And his mom ran away to live a happy life with, uh, with a Brazilian boyfriend in Brazil. So right. I think that maybe that played a role. Yeah, I think that, I think that might have had an impact on his writing, yeah. Um, and technology. So what's the impact... So technology and its impact in society is obviously a prevalent theme in Welbeck's work. And how does he depict the relationship um, between technology and human existence? I presume it might be negative or is it positive? Well, I think you're right. It's pretty, it's pretty negative again. Uh, basically, everything we're going to say tonight is that, uh, you know, everything is, is pretty bleak. Uh, yeah. If you are, especially if you're a white, uh, you know, middle class man in your forties, life is not looking great for you. Uh, and technology, um, for him is another source of, you know, alienation. Essentially, technology, you know, I think a couple of centuries ago, technology was full of promises, right? It was meant to free man from work, to, right, yeah. to you know, to allow allow us to to have more time, right? To spend more sure. time on the things that we don't need to do. But Welbeck is making the opposite uh, observation. He's basically saying that 
the world we live in is getting more and more dominated by these technologies and instead of like creating more free time for us they do quite the opposite they they make us more uh entrapped in the world of work sure and has has well back ever written about anything positive or has that just never happened <clears throat> well it's funny that you should say that actually because his last book his last novel which was published last year which is by the way is amazing i think you should read it if you have a time it's quite long but it's really worth a read um his so the title of the novel is very depressing it's called anéantir which means uh well to to destroy something yeah yeah uh but <laughs> and and uh, well a bit of a spoiler here but the main character finds out that he's got uh cancer uh and terminal cancer and we basically follow his death you know as his like his illness right but strangely enough you would you would expect for that novel to be very bleak and very depressing but the closer he gets to his death the happier he is in a way because the relationship manages to fo- to form a relationship with a woman that gives some meaning to to his life maybe not meaning but that alleviates the pain of his death sure and in that form and i think it's very big very much this it's alleviate alleviation of pain is in itself positive and on that on that point of um alleviating pain is the only thing that can do that is a is that only a relationship between man and woman is there anything else drugs the world the world that drugs you know um uh and it's quite funny there there's a really good video of Wellbeck on YouTube uh that everyone should watch uh where basically he talks about depression and he says that maybe the only hope for for human beings uh to reach happiness is through chemical way which basically means drugs so yeah sure uh, <laughs> through drugs maybe you can achieve something like that sure and um Welbeck's writing has obviously sparked numerous debates and controversies. Can you touch upon some of the key points of contention surrounding his work? Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm glad that you mentioned that because because yeah, Welbeck is a, is an author that it's he's a really interesting one in many respects, but uh let's say that his thinking has has its own limits as well. So for instance Welbeck is um he published a novel called Soumission in 2015 which basically imagined what would happen if France had a Muslim uh president right and at the time um at the time some people who read that thought that he was he was writing a you know caricature of what Islam is uh which is true in some respects um so he that was a controversial one and also obviously his representation of women uh does not really does not really fit in with with modern ideologies so and i think this is something that yeah 
it's quite hard in the Welbeck to find a convincing, uh, you know, character that is a woman, right? Right. Uh, a character that would have depth beyond uh, beyond the sexual pleasure that she can bring to the male narrator. So I think that this is something that is a bit limited uh, when it comes to when it comes to writing female characters. We're not very good at that. Sure. And and on the note of females, um, does he actually have like a wife um, or kids? Like, well, what's his family like as of right now? Yeah, well, actually, it's funny that you should ask me that because I, it's something I, you know, I've always been a bit curious about, about yeah. that. Because when you look at him, you know, we talked about it earlier, didn't we? That is, he just looked very depressed. Yeah, he personifies uh, his writing. He personifies his writing, I think, exactly. That's, he, he's great at that. But he's actually been married three times and he's got, he's got children as well. So, yeah. Uh, right. That's, uh, that's, that's hope, the hope in real life. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that'd be quite interesting to, um, speak with that, with his children and see what they think. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's interesting. Um, and in what ways has, um, Welbeck influenced contemporary, contemporary literature, uh, and thoughts, particularly in relation to, like ideologies such as pessimism, annihilation, etc. Mm, so I, that's a good question. I think that Welbeck is—he's—he's um, he's basically influenced a certain type of French thinkers. So I think usually there's there's another French thinker that is often. Um, that is often mentioned when we talk about Welbeck, and his name is like Alain Finkelkraut, and he is another philosopher who believes that Western, you know, the Western world is, is bound to fade. Right. And, uh, but but equally, there are. I think also Welbeck is very good at having enemies. There are plenty of people who disagrees with his. As you'd expect, you know, like any controversial writer will have enemies. Uh, so he's influenced writers in that way as well, hasn't he? So people will write against him. Sure, sure, sure. And, um, why does the other author think that the West is sort of, the West is incomplete or inaccurate? So for, Finkelkraut and Welbeck. The idea is that the Western world is too obsessed with its own sense of guilt. And I think they see that as, as a weakness in the sense that they, they basically see the world through the lens of conflict. Um, so for them there are there are cultural and ideological conflicts which are being fought right. all the time. And the way they see it is that the conflicts that um in those conflicts being so feeling so guilty and being so obsessed with uh, one's past uh and one's past mistakes 
uh, is only going to to be a disadvantage uh, that the other cultures will basically prey on to dominate the Western culture. Sure, and uh, is it the next? What about the East? <laughs> what do they think about the East? <laughs> well, <laughs> I so that world deck. I'm not too sure what he thinks personally. Uh, usually he, so he's written one, one really famous book, which is called Platform, which right. takes place in, uh, in Thailand for the most part. Yeah. But again, it's not, you know, Worldbet is very much a Western writer in the sense that all he knows really is, is France, you know? Sure. And he, even though the action is set, in Thailand, Thailand itself is never really explored. There are no Thai characters that have any depth. You know, it's just it's just a different setting in which to to see how to 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 analyze the the Western psyche. Sure, uh, and I'm quite interested. How did you first come across Welbeck's writings? Well, like, you know, when did you come? Across? Well, um, basically, Welbeck. I had heard of Welbeck plenty of times. Uh, I had a friend who was like a big Welbeck reader and he kept telling me every year that I needed to start reading him. But, uh, for some reason I never got around to doing it. And one summer I was, I was back home in, in Tahiti and I didn't have a book to read and I just came across La Carte et le Territoire, which is the book for which Welbeck won the Prix Goncourt. Right. Uh, which is the equivalent of like the Man Booker Prize um, in, in France, and uh, it's a very different book from his other ones, uh, but it was it was it was really good, really gripping, and his novels are really easy to read in the, in the sense that they are they're real page turners and they are really funny, so it makes for a nice holiday read uh, in my opinion. And um, what is your favorite book? That Welbeck, that Welbeck has uh, written. So, I think I, uh, either Les Particules Elementaires, because some of the passages in there uh, where he makes fun of new wave hippie ideology uh, are so on point uh, and the descriptions are so vivid that he was he was really at his best there. Uh, but I think his, his work, which has the most depth, is his, is his last one, which is Anéantir, uh, which I, I really recommend you, you read when you have the time. Right. Uh, and with that, what, I mean, you've just given me another question. Um, what do you, what are his views on, um, sort of, uh, like LGBTQ? Does he write about that? <sighs> Not really, not really. I think partly because this is more of um in France, this is not as developed as it is in the US uh, or in the UK. Um, I think it certainly is in process of being uh, more and more widespread, more and more important, but it's it's still not really as uh, as prevalent as it is the case here. So 
let's give him a few years and maybe he'll write uh, he'll write a book about it, which I'm sure will be pretty funny and entertaining. Sure. And uh, thank you very much. And there you have it. Another fascinating exploration of the intricate web of ideas that shape our understanding of the world. A big thank you to Mr. Eric Poole for joining us today and shedding light on Michelle Wellbeck's work. If you've been inspired by today's discussion, make sure to check out Wellbeck's novels to experience firsthand the thought-provoking narrative we've explored. Don't forget to subscribe to the Omelas podcast for more in-depth conversations about literature, philosophy, and the complex tapestry of human thought. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please consider leaving us a review on our website, omelas.podbean.com, or through the Podbean app. It helps us reach more curious minds like yours. Until next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Omelas Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.